Shalom Aleichem, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Kiseitze, Tovshin Pei Aleph. We're holding in the middle of the month of Elul. I read it the 12th day of Elul, Yud Beis Elul. Uh, we're getting closer, almost to the halfway point in the month of Elul. And as we said last night in the Zoom Shmuz, there's no question that the Rebbe Hashem is calling out to us in the Takah B'Shoi Fagodol, we hope it will be Lecher Yuseinu, we hope and we're mispalo, that the Rabbanu Shem should say enough to the Tzaris, it should be the end of the year, all the Klolos should be removed from us, the Bracha should be chalon us, and we ask that everything that we say and that we do should be to the Rufua of all those that need Rufuas, there's so many, it should be Yeshuas and Nechamas, all those that need Yeshuas and need Nechamas, and those that are, unfortunately there's so many, but uh, as usual, we try to get inspiration from the Parsha Shavua. And as I said in the priest period, we have two tapes, one from last year, one from this year. So this year we're going to focus just on some quick Ramazim and a beautiful insight into one of the, the stories in the Parsha, which is very, very shaykh to these days. So I saw brought down a very nice remez that we could uh, use in order to understand the um, the setup and the order of the parshias, which we have been reading and we will continue to read during the month of Elul. At the end of, of Menachem Av, we read Parshas Re'ei. And then we continued with Parshas Shoftim. This week we're reading Parshas Kiseitse. Next week we're going to read Parshas Kisavai. And the following week we're going to read Parshas Nitzavim. And I saw brought down, and they say it could be the shame of the Shalah. Parts of it are from the shame of the Shalah. Parts of it from, from a Taiman Sharav, that uh, each parsha is being rammed to a different movement towards where we have to get to during these days. Parsha's Re'ei, we say Re'ei Anoichin, Noisen, Lefneichem, Ayoim, Bracho, Klala. And if we take a look at the Rashi Tevis of the words Anoichi, Noisen, Lefneichem, Ayoim, the Aleph and the Nun is 51, the Lamed makes it 81, and the Hay makes it 86, which we know the Gematria of 86 is the Gematria of Elohim. And the first thing we have to realize is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in front of us. Who is Lefneichem? Who is in front of us? Hayyim, the Rebbein Shalom Elohim, Midas Hadin. And when a person understands that there's Midas Hadin and there's going to be a judgment, then he can take a look, and that was the last week's parasha, parasha Shoftim, parasha Shoftim, the Rabbanu is going to make a mishpat. Who is he going to make a mishpat? He's going to make a mishpat for everyone that comes into the world. And then we go in front of mishpat. How do we go in front of mishpat? This week's parasha, parasha's Kiseitse, which is Kiseitse lemocham aloivecha, we realize we're going into a battle. If we want to stand in Mishpat, we're standing in a battle. Who's our enemy? Our enemy is the real enemy. The real enemy, real enemy is the Sutton, the Sahara, the Mekatrig, the one that's always speaking negatively against Klai Yisrael. There's all kinds of kategorim on man. And what is the answer to this? What is the, how, do we get, how do we get through this Mishpat? How do we get through the kategorim? How do we get through the attacks that we have from the Sutton, from the Malach HaMavis. So we realize that's the mitzvah of tshuva. 
which we is incumbent upon all of us. The represents as Rashi comments. The Yetzirah is standing in front of us. Well, what do we have to do? We have to be manavel the Yetzirah. We have to share off, take off all of the clothing, so to speak, which the Eishesifat Torah tries to entice us with. And you'll take a look. We speak about this more in detail a little bit later. But the main thing we want to bring out is that there's a bachsa sevives ima yerech yomim. We cry the 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 yetsahara. When we take it off, we remove it. It we have to do it for yerech yomim for thirty days. The concept of elul is the concept of the thirty day period where we try to reignite within ourselves a better way of living, uh, a higher way of living. And the reason why it's Shloshim Yom, because we find in the Halacha that Shloshim Yom always creates a Chazaka. As we just learned in the Halachas of Hilchas Rosh Hashanah, where we see it doesn't apply. The Mishnah brings down, if a person has to say HaMelech HaKadosh, which we're going to say from, this, from the time of Rosh Hashanah and the Sarsim Tshuva. So there, if you say it 30 days, there's a, there's a minig like by Mashiv Ruch HaMelech if you'll say it uh, 90, to- 30, for 90 times, which is 30 days, three times tefillah, then you're able to um, rely on the fact that there's a chazaka, that you said it properly, and the rote is the proper way. But by Amelach HaKadosh, since we don't say Baruch HaToh Hashem, so therefore we can't apply it. But the main thing we want to bring out is there's an Indian of Yerech Yomim, the 30-day period where we try to make a chazaka, the hergul of the Shloshim Yom. That's what we're trying to do during these days of uh, the month of El. Then if we did that, we started the Dark Yachuva, then Kisavai, we can we we're going to get to the point where we're going to be standing in front of a Kadash Barhu, called by Ilam Ivan Lafanacha Kibne Maram. It'll be the Bekina of Kisavai El Aretz, where we're all standing, and that's Parshish Nitzavim. The last parsha, which is going to be the parsha of Rosh Hashanah. Before Rosh Hashanah Nitzavim, Atem Nitzavim Ayam Kochal Hashem al Kechem. They all say to remember to Rosh Hashanah. And this is a Dover Nechmat, in order for us to be able to take a look at the Parshish and to see how it relates to the month of Rosh Hashanah, to the month of Elul and the Yantav of Rosh Hashanah. I saw insight into the parish in the beginning of the parish we speak about the, the, the Ben Saira Meira. Everyone discusses why the Ben Saira Meira is needed in Lashem Saifa and what Aveira was the over on. Many, many commentaries. The Ramban just puts out that you're over on the mitzvah of Kedoshim to you. There's a mitzvah, you should have a mitzvah of Kedoshim to you. Everyone discusses that. How could that be a mitzvah, which if a person transgresses it, he's chayiv misa on it. But the Ibn Ezra says something interesting. Ibn Ezra says, what is the, the Isser of the Ben Sarah Meirah? The, 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 the language of the um, Ibn Ezra is marbalishtos. He drinks a lot. He has, he's an addictive personality. And this person is like an apikarus. Apikarus is someone that is antagonistic towards the validity of thinking that we decide if there's validity of a Kaddish Baruch in the world. Apikarus. Why? He said, this person, he's not really interested in this world except for one thing, for Tainik, Vachomini, and Michael and Mishnah. Ibn Ezra says an unbelievable thing. He says the person is considered not because he's involved with Tanugi Olam Azeh. 
It's a little bit out of proportion. I mean, we would say the person is a Baltaiva. He's over on the issue of not, you're not supposed to be a Baltaiva. Maybe like the Ramban says, Kedoshim Tiyo. What is the concept that the Ibn Ezra is trying to teach us? I saw a Gavaldic Mashal. Uh, a Mashal is uh, a man was looking, a person, wealthy, two man was looking for a shidduch for his daughter. And he, he was, Satchan said that there's a great Bachar learns in the yeshiva in the old days in Europe. And the father wanted to meet the boy, so the boy took a train from the town that he was at, and he came to the Gavir's house. When he came to the Gavir's house, after a long train trip, you know, you can imagine he was thirsty, he was, uh, you know, he had traveled such a long thing, so the parent, the father invited him into his room, and he had for him cold drinks, and he had some mezainas, and the person, he bacher, made a bracha, made a bracha on the mezainas first, he drank, drank, oh, it was gewaldic. And the, um, and the father and the son wanted to speak with him a little bit about Stam, you know, how his life is, what his family is. Then he'll speak to him a little bit in learning. So he starts to ask him, you know, can I, let's speak a little bit about your family. He says, the, the Bachar says, you know, I'm really, really hungry. I haven't eaten anything the whole day. Maybe you have something a little more substantial I can eat. Okay, the Gvir was a Gvir. He quickly sent a message to his uh, servants and they brought in a, a plate of uh, some chicken and some rice and they gave him a, like a full meal. Oh. And the, the Bachar Mamash was very happy. Mamash ate, ate it with gusto. You know, every single piece he ate. And then the father says, Oh, you know, he gave you some food. He says, The Bachar said, Yeah, very good food. He says, Listen, maybe I can ask you something in learning. He says, So the Bachar said, You know, I would like to have a little dessert just because I ate the meat. Maybe just something a little sweet just to be able to have a good feeling. Okay, the Balabas is a little strange. The guy comes, he's having a whole meal. It doesn't really. Okay, maybe he's really hungry, and he brings in desserts, cakes, and 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 and, and fruits, and chocolates. <laughs> Who knows what he gave him? Like a Viennese table, and he ate mamish every single piece. After he finished the dessert, the bacher said, "Okay, now I'm ready to you know I can start answering your questions." And the balabas says to him, "It was very nice meeting you, shalom, shalom." But I don't think this shidduch is going to work. So the bacher says. I don't understand. Look, what did I do wrong? You know, I was very thirsty. You brought me something to drink. I made a bracha on it beforehand. Then after you gave me all these other things, I made an after bracha, maybe even washed and maybe benched. Did I not do the proper things? Like, why are you so upset? He says, I'm not upset. I just see one thing. I see that what's in your mind is Olam Haza. And what I'm looking for is someone whose mind is on Olam Haba. And this is a tremendous muscle. The Rabbanisham created the Neshama. The Neshama, he sends down into this world, and it travels many, many miles. It wants to make a shidduch with the Torah HaKadosh. That's the, the bas, is the Torah HaKadosh. But it has to enter into a body, and the body craves physical desires, as we know. And we know this is the, this is the, the nature of man. Man has a physical part of himself. But the neshama really wants the ikr, which is the Torah. But if a person is a person whose whole uh, association is like the Ben Sayyamaira, like the Ram, like the Ibn Ezra says, he he's a, he's he's he can't control himself. Then this is not a shirk. And this is the issue of the Ben Sayyamaira. This is why he's considered an Apikaris. Apikaris means he's really doesn't understand really what his purpose in this world is. My late father, Oliver Shalom, uh, many, many years ago had, had open-heart surgery and uh, 
there was another man in the room that also had the open heart surgery. I remember, my father said over a discussion they had, the man said, ah, I can't wait to have the bypass surgery in those days. Because that, that, up to that point, for the last few years before that, the man said he wasn't able to eat all the delicious foods, all the fatty foods. And now he's going to be able to go back. He'll have a good surgery. His heart will be cleaned out and everything will be good. My father said to him, you know, it's foolish. The whole reason why you were brought to this point was because you ate all these fatty foods and fatty foods weren't healthy for you. So the truth is you should really learn how to be on a diet not to eat those fatty foods. But if a person's whole matara is the ikra of it's very, very hard for him to change change that attitude. And they, they bring down a muscle that when a person is what's called on death row, so they give him what's called his last wish. And 90% of the people, they say, ask for a delicious meal. They want to have their favorite steak their favorite hamburger, with all the trimmings, the list, you know, that's the way they want to go out of this world. And it reminded me of a great story, of Rav Gusman, the famous Rashiva, and great Talmud Chacham, the Rebbe of many of Ner Yaakov Rebbe, Rabbi Preshel, Rabbi Ravel, Rabbi Katzenstein, and I was myself to hear from Rav Gusman. And the uh, Rav Gusman fought with the partisans, him and his wife. They were hiding from the Nazis, Yomach Shemam. He himself was Mekai in the mitzvah of Mechir Samalik with his own bare hands. He recorded. And when he came out, he was the last dying of Vilna. And they came back to the town of Vilna. And Rav Gusman said to his wife, they had been eating in the, in the, in the forest. They ate herbs and grasses. In fact, Rav Gusman later on, he used to, he used to, um, water the plants in the garden of the yeshiva, because he said he had a kar satov, because these were the plants that kept him alive. But when he came out, he told his wife, he said, listen, maybe he'll find a chicken, and he'll shecht it. They hadn't eaten meat, and it was like, a, like almost like a pseudo And his rebbezin, who was the daughter of the great Dayan, one of the great Dayanim of Vilna, said to him, Rabbi Yisrael, yeah, it's been two years that you haven't been able to, to learn a Gemara inside. I'm sure he learned maybe about Peh. Quickly run to the base medrash and get a Gemara. And Rav Gusman used to say it over, that that's the vart. The vart was that the most important thing by Yid is for us to be connected with the Ruach, with the Spirit. Now, it doesn't mean that we don't also take care of our needs, our physical needs. We have to take care of our physical needs. But the question is, what is the attitude? Is the attitude that we want to get to the Tachlis, which is Olam Habar, or that we only want to create the Olam Hazah? And this is what the message of the Ben Sarimara is teaching us. The negative sense of the Ben Sarimara teaches us what we should stay away from. The positive sense is when a person is not a Ben Sarimara, he's a Ben Torah. He's a person that's Maira according to the De'ech of the Torah. And this is what we try to do during these days, to try to reestablish our connection to the Ruchnius, to the Torah, to the fact that there's an Olam Haba we should look forward to. We want to give a bracha to everybody. This Shabbos Kaidish, ah, we should be Zaycheh. In the parsha of Kiseitze, that the Rebbeinu Shem should give us siyata d'shmaya, should to conquer the oivim, we should be able to hear besuras tovus for us and for all of Klal Yisrael. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Good erev Shabbos, erev Shabbos Kodesh, parshas Kiseitze, Ches Elul, the eighth day of Elul. We've already completed a full week of Elul, and as usual, we want to speak somewhat on the parsha. Speak somewhat chizuk, and hopefully some stories as well. 
Before I start and speak about the parsha, which is a, a really a, such a hush of a parsha, usually it's, this is the parsha when the Talmidim and their Yaakov would come into Eretz Yisrael. They would be in between the parshas of Kiseitze and the parshas of Kisavai. I always was fond of saying over that it was very apropos because Kiseitze was like a remez. Kiseitze, when you leave your homes, Kiseitze, when you leave, and next week's parshas, parshas Kisava, when you'll come into Eretz Yisrael, coming into Eretz Yisrael, so we have to have a, a concept of leaving and a concept of of coming in to the land of Eretz Yisrael. And uh, I think it's important that we should recognize that the the nisim that we are seeing, the nisim galuyim that we are seeing throughout the yeshiva world here in Eretz Yisrael, Baruch Hashem, the yeshivas have restarted. And um, maybe I'll even send some pictures of what it's like here in Eretz Yisrael, how Talmidim are learning with tremendous mesibus nefesh to learn with masks on and rabbeim are coming and they sit behind plastic partitions and greatest Rosh Yeshivas are being most nefesh. And not only that, but the seminaries, I understand that even the, the American seminaries are now beginning to come in. And it's also Messias Nefesh, Messias Nefesh from parents who are sending their children, Messias Nefesh from the girls who are coming to learn Tyra and Eretz Yisrael. And it's important for us to recognize that we are all in the hands of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is watching over, and we have to do our Ishtadlis, and the Mesiris Nefesh that we have for Torah and Yerushalayim and Avodos Hashem, in these days, there's no question in my mind, is Kefal Keflayim is worth a thousandfold more than what we would normally do. And this is our Zchus, and this is our Chiyav at this time. To speak a little bit about, to uh, thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu on a personal level, just have to mention that this week we were Zohar to have a Chasna of a grandson, and that in itself, Shlomo Zalman, Margolius, the married Chanani Grobman, and that in itself is a tremendous, tremendous Hakar Satov we have to have to the Rabbanisham that they have found each other. And the second Hakar Satov is that the Shidduch was able to be done and it was able to have a Chasna with all kinds of Corona rules in Israel. One of the things that happened during the Chasna was is that two grandsons who learned in Yeshiva. Dovber sons, Yonah and Shimshi, once the rules are, once you go into yeshiva, you're not allowed to leave. And the only way they could come out was if they were wearing hazmat suits and they were able to get special permission to come out in these complete hazmat suits with face masks and face guards to come and to dance with their cousin. And they went straight from the yeshiva to the hall and then from the hall back to the yeshiva. And again, a tremendous mysterious nefesh to be mesamech chosun and kala. And I have to say over that last Friday on the Nosh Chodesh Elul, when we said Hallel, so there was a vort that I saw from Aaron Leib Steinman. We want to mention it. The Gemara says in Brachas, the Gemara has a shaila about if a person is saying Hallel, is he allowed to be mafsik to answer hello or for the same shaila which we find Neget to Kriyashma. And the Gemara clears the Shaila. Shaila is perhaps Dafka by Kriyashma. Excuse me, we can learn that from Kriyashma. Just if Kriyashma, which is Midaraisa, you're, you're um, allowed to be Mafsik, right? You're not, excuse me, you're not allowed to be Mafsik. So 
excuse me, that you're allowed to be mafsik. So halo, which is Rabbanan, right? Would it be a question? So the Gemara wants to learn out, perhaps we compare it to Kriyashma. Kriyashma in their eyes, and you can be mafsik. So for halo, you're allowed to be mafsik. And the Gemara says, no, perhaps not. Perhaps halal is different because for halal, you have the concept of persume nisa. You are exclaiming and publicizing the miracle. Like we find by Hanukkah, it's called persume nisa. So maybe persume nisa is different. And when you're being in the midst of persume nisa, you're not allowed to what? To be mafsik. And the Gemara says, no. The end result is we learn it out from Kriyashma, Midaraisa, and you're allowed to be mafsik. So Rabbi Leib said, what's the halal of the Gemara? That we should learn it out from Pirsume Nisa. First of all, what's the Pirsuma Ness? Normally, Pirsuma Ness, like by Hanukkah, but you publicize the Ness in public by lighting the candles on the Rishusar Abim. That's a publication of the miracle. But what's the Pirsuma Nisa over here by Halil? And why would I think that that should be more important than a Midaraisa concept, which you see that you could be Mafsik like by Kriyashma? So Rabbi Leib says an interesting thing. He says, the Pirsuma Ness over here is a person's personal. Nisim Vineflos. And during Hallel, every month, a person has to recognize all of the miracles which took place to him in a person's life. Every person went through events that if you take a look at them, you could see and you could discern how HaKadosh Baruch was watching over him. A car accident, could have been a tragedy, turned out to be a nothing. This event, that event, and a person has to internalize all of these different factors. The Pesume Nisa over here, Abayin Leib says, is the personal Pesume Nisa. Not necessarily to publicize it to, to the entire world, but every person themselves should recognize how much HaKadosh Baruch Hu does to them. And therefore, Abayin Leib says it could be, that's the Havmin of the Gemara. The Havmin of the Gemara was that if a person is in the middle of solidifying and internalizing how much HaKadosh Baruch Hu watches over him, how much HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives him in his life, all kinds of nisim and flows, and he has to thank HaKadosh Baruch And therefore, in the name of the Rebetzin and I, we want to thank the Rebbein publicly. We want to share the Hodoyah in front of our friends and our Talmidim to say how much HaKadosh Baruch has given us a matana that we have to Mir Tzashem, we have to marry off, to be at a chasna of a grandson, a grandchild. We give a bracha that they should continue and they should have a beautiful life together, build a bias name in the Israel. We want to now turn towards the Parsha. And the Parsha is Parsha's Kiseitse. And as we mentioned, this is a Parsha which we're reading on the eighth day of Elul. Very interesting. I saw brought down in the Luach that if a person takes a look, the eighth day of Elul is a very special day. Rashi brings down on Dafpei Aleph and Shabbos that a person had, there was a meaning from the Chuvas Hagoinim, it's brought down. The people would plant. Um, in in certain pots, and they would take reeds and they would plant them 22 days before Elul. According to some, it was 12 days before Elul, but according to the Shita, it was 22 days before Elul. It's on the eighth day of Elul. They would plant the pots, and then they would take these reeds and uh, the kapas tomorrow. And when it came, they would plant for each child, they would plant the different plant, and they would wave it over their heads. And everyone, this is the mucker. To the Indian of Kaparis, and Rashi today you say, Zechalifasi, Zetmarasi. So already we see that we're already getting into the concept of getting closer to Elul, getting closer to Rosh Hashanah, and recognizing our obligation in this world. And in this week's parasha, it's very, very simple that the Mepharshim say, the Ariza already brings it down, and the Zoya says it, that this is a remez, the whole parasha of the Eshisifas Toar, going out into the battle and finding the non-Jewish woman who tries to entice the Jewish person to do an Avera, 
This is really a symbol, a, sim, a simon for the month of Elul and how a person should use the month of Elul to the best of his ability. We're just going to go through what the Zohar says and the way he translates the first psukim in the Torah. When a person will go into a battle and the true battle, the real battle is the battle that a person has with his inner Yitzarim with the Yitzhara. That's the reason why we're placed in this world, as the Mesozajarim says, to fight this battle and order to and to overcome it. So a person goes out into battle, that in itself is a tremendous, tremendous Yisod. I'm ready to go out to battle. A person wants to try his utmost during the month of Elul to turn things around and to make things a little bit better in order to, that he should be able to stand in front of the Melch Malchi Amlachim Baruch Hu. That in itself is a tremendous yisoid. And what happens if you go out into battle? HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give the enemy into your hands. How does that work? Because we know, person tries his utmost to do better. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will help him. And as we always constantly mention, we have to open up the size of the eye, eye of a needle. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu will open up the second, the next thing is Vashavisa Shivya. You'll be able to capture the captives, you'll be able to capture the enemies, and that is the Kanani Shabbatoch, as Rashi says, from the Shiva Saumas. This is what happens. We go out into battle, we get Siyata Dishmai, Akarish Bochu will give us Siyata Dishmai to be successful. And what will you see? Vira Bashiva Bashivya Torah. So we understand the Ashifas Torah the way we normally understand it, but the Zohar says a little deeper meaning. Eish Yisifas Torah is really the Neshama HaTorah, which is the true Eish Yisifas Torah. The Chashak and a person has a lust to be able to bring back the Eish Yisifas Torah, the Neshama, back to its original glory. The person wants to marry the Neshama. So what do you have to do in order to marry the Neshama? To remarry yourself to the Neshama? Bring it into your house. The Gilcha Ezrosha. You have to share off the hair and the asatsip and you have to make the 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 um fingernails grow and not to be beautiful. Remove the clothes. What are all of these different things? You're all remuzzim to the seicho, to the goof, and to the nefesh. And these are the three things which a person has to recognize. The first thing is the seichel. A person has to recognize the most important matana that I have is my seichel. That my seichel is affected by the maestris, the additions, the luxuries, which unfortunately become part and parcel of our life. We don't know how to delineate. We don't have to say what is really important, what's really not important. So we have to cut, we have to share out, and we have to get down back to what's called bare minimum. We have to realize, what do I need to live in this world? So that's the first thing, is Gilchaz Rosha. That's going on the Seichel. Vasat Tzirpanah, going on the Guf. The Guf, that's the Tzirpanayim, because the Yadayim represent the hands, which are always attracted to do things and to take things and to imbibe whatever we can get. And this is what we have to do, is we have to make sure that we're manavalit. We say, you know what? The physical is not really that important. The physical is just there as a means in order for the neshama to be able to do his avoda. And the final thing is, they see a simlas shiv We should remove the clothes of averus, of sin from us, those who considered the simlas shiv And then what do we do? Vayashu person sits in his house, the house of Hashem, and a person cries 
over, she's crying over her father, who is the father, the Zohar says, the father is the Rebbeinu Shalom. This Ima, Ima is this Knesset Yisrael, that I've somehow, I've removed myself from the Rebbeinu Shalom and Klai Yisrael, how long should you do for Yerach Yomim? For 30 days, that's the 30 days of the month of Elul. I saw it brought down, why does the term Yerach Yomim? Why not the term Chodesh Yomim? So the Mepharshim say that this is really a lesson that unfortunately the Averis create a symptom that things are just Yerach Yomim. It's just like rote. I just do things again and again and again. I don't see his chachus. But a Chodesh is really what we want to get to. We want to get to Rosh Chodesh. We want to get to the beginning of a new year, Rosh Hashanah, where things are going to be hischachus. As the Baal Shem Tov says, Tiku You should blow the shoifer. It says, Tiku b'chodesh. It should have said, Tiku b'chodesh. b'chodesh. No, the answer is, we have to blow the shoifer. Tiku b'chodesh. Make it a new hischachus. What the Rabbanism wants from us is to try our best to add on a newness, a freshness, and every person has to take a look. What can I do to add on a fresh look in order for me to be able to be successful and to be Habal Tahir and it'll be Messiah and Isai. I want to mention, I usually mention stories about Gedolim. This week I saw a story, stories about a Yid that lived, who passed away this past week. He was 103 years old. His name was Mordechai Avram, Moshe Dinner. He lived in England. He was born 103 years ago, 1919. He was a child in Germany, in in the, the town of the uh, city of Kellen, Germany. And when he was a, a little child, the doctors thought he was going to die. He was very sick, very weak. And he ended up living 103 years. His mother, unfortunately, passed away when he was a young boy within a year of giving birth to him. So he was a Yasim. And he was Kaddish on the hundredth yard side of his mother. Can you imagine? The sickly boy. See how Kaddish Baruch watched over him. He learned in the yeshivas then in Germany. One of the yeshivas he learned was in Würzburg. In Würzburg, there were two Talmidim of the Mir Yeshiva who were from German, German ancestry. One was Rabshamshin Rufalweis, and the other one was Rabnaftoli Kabach. I happen to have known both of those people. Rabnaftoli Kabach, Zatzal, was, is the father of the, one of the Rashivas, Rabbi Yaman Kalbach of the Mir Yeshiva. Rabbi Shamshim Rafal is the wife, Shamshim Rafal's son, is also a great Rosh Yeshiva of Nachlas Leviyim, the son in law of Rabbi Chaim Shmulevitz. I happen to know them, I even write about them in my book. I had a, a schus. They were the ones that the Kandu of me to be able to get the schus to drive Rabbi Yashiv. And this Yid learned by them. And he didn't go to learn in Europe, he learned in Germany. Kristallnacht took place, 1939. He hid in the shul together with his father, and they helped save the Sefer Torah. He ended up escaping as a young boy, bringing out Sefer Torah and Svarim, which he kept with him in England. He eventually moved to Gateshead, and he lived an exemplary life. He worked, but he spent most of his time davening and learning. He learned the difficult sugyus and shas. He learned Masech the Tyrus Be'in, he even wrote Svarim on them. He was the brother, and he only had one brother, everybody else was killed, of Diane Dunner in London. And they used to learn together. They had Chavrusa every day for 60 or 70 years. They learned together. 
His limud atayra and his tefillahs were the most important part of his life. He would stand the entire Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah, no matter what. He was an ani, he wasn't a rich person, but he used to bring in aniyim into his house who were less fortunate than him, and he always was misameachdem. He used to fast. Rabbi says, it's unbelievable to hear these musagim. Every Erev Rosh Chaydesh on Yom Kippur Cotton, every Monday and Thursday of Bahab, Bahab of Eftiyam Taivim. And when he was 90 years old, his children felt that he was getting older and weaker, and they asked Rav Yashat Tatzal, should he fast on Bahab and these other Erev Rosh Chaydesh, Tanezim? And Rav Yashat said, no, it's mutter, permitted him, because since he's, he's older and he's weak, he doesn't have to fast. When they told over to him, Rav Yashiv said, he said to them, listen, it's very, very nice what you asked. You asked the Shaila, but I didn't ask the Shaila, and I feel I can still do it. And he continued to do this until he reached almost 100 years old. And sometimes the fast days would continue until 11 o'clock at night in Gateshead during the, the months when the, the days ended very late at night. Rabbi Sai, a person never spoke Lashon Hara. A person who uh, was the head of the Hever Kaddisha in London and at his Levaya, the Minig in London, unfortunately, is that they have the Goyim who do the digging. But at his Levaya, they, they were Zaycha that only Yidin should do the digging. And it was Arab Shabbos Kaddish, and usually they wait till after Matzi Shabbos in Rosh Hashanah of Chilo Shabbos. But he was Nifter on Erev Shabbos, and he was Zeichel to be brought to Kvura. Also, on Erev Shabbos, Kaddish, they made a special dispensation for him. Rabbi Zai, he's Madragas of a Yid, who wasn't Mephorsim Lakom. But we see what is in the Yiddish Neshama. I think this gives us all chizik, that what we can become, each person on his own level. We're not necessarily going to become on this level. But we have to recognize we have greatness inside of us. And when we go out into battle, and that in itself is Habal Atayr, then HaKadosh Baruch will give us that this Yerach Yomim should be a month where it should be a Shachus. We should look what we can do anew and our Mesiris Nefesh for learning and davening in the Matzav the way it is, in the Matzav of Corona, to give Shevach V'Hadoya to Rabban Hashem for all the goodness that He's constantly doing for us. We should be Zoycham Hashem to Yeshua's to Mephus and Mir Hashem. This year, Tavshin Pei, Tavshin Pei, Elo Tavshin Pei, I said that it should be Teishnas Peh, that our mouths should be a mouth which are filled with right things, with good things. If we'll fill our mouth with good things, then eventually we'll be Zoycha to Tavshin Pei Aleph. Tavshin Pei Aleph should be Teishnas Pe Elokim. It should be the mouth that speaks the words of Hashem constantly. And with that, we'll be zeichem itzachem to the Gula Shlema. Wishing everyone a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it'd be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.